Hello and welcome to My Lip Podcast. It's me, your host, Donna. Thank you for joining me today. October is here. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to go to the pumpkin patch and have all kinds of amazing experiences with my baby. My toddler is old enough to actually enjoy the pumpkin patch. Oh, I'm so excited to get so many pictures okay that's really what I'm there for to take a ton of pictures and you know enjoy but um, our house is officially out of the woods with our seasonal cold that like upended everything and felt like we were in a pandemic honestly and it like took over our lives for the entire month of September so glad we're here still alive and feeling so much better Ugh. um life has been you know kind of chaotic because we weren't on any routine or schedule with the kids and of course the gym was neglected heavily you know eating healthy meal prepping those were foreign words not used one time in the past month it's been rough y'all okay but we are definitely ready to get back into it. I have four more pounds to lose before I'm pre-second baby weight and about 10 pounds before I'm pre-first baby weight. You know, it's been a doozy. (laughs) Why do celebrities and influencers act like the snapback is real? Like, stop. It's fake. It takes time. Okay, hashtag fake. (laughs) anyways well really quick I thought it'd be interesting to tell you all some things I've been making time for one of them has been binge watching a show from the early 2000s which I never watched when it was actually out on tv and it's not like I wasn't old enough to understand whatever like I just did it because I was a teenager and I was so anti like popular whatever I wanted to do my own thing I was into you know alternative rock and thought my side bangs were too cool um but the show I started binging on Netflix is Ugly Betty wow such a great show I was hooked from the first episode because it also has some like true crime elements and I was so surprised uh I just so unexpected (laughs) and another thing that really drew me in was it had representation of minorities of people from the lgbtq community even you know transgender characters who were accepted and loved and it wasn't like we were shoving things in your face and making it to where like we check a box just to include a character of a certain minority just to include them like some shows today feel like like it was real and funny and quirky and I just think it was so ahead of its time and I appreciate the creators and America Ferreira you were amazing loved the show I mean there were some parts where I'm like oh my gosh Henry go away but for the majority I really loved it and I was hooked my husband was sick of watching Ugly Betty okay <laughs> so I highly 
highly recommend check out Ugly Betty if you haven't. It's a feel-good um, show. It's amazing. Uh, next, what else have I been even making time for? I don't know. Not myself, really. <laughs> you know, mom life. Our baby girl, we found out, had a ear infection, so we've been treating her, and thankfully she's been sleeping better through the night. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. And then just trying to, you know, decorate the house, because we have guests coming for Thanksgiving, like a ton of people, so I need my house to look like we're out of, you know, Pinterest or Martha Stewart country living or something, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> So anywho, that's a wrap up kind of what I'm going through. Hell. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's get into this week's lit. I have been, to put it in layman's terms and the honest truth, taking my time on this, okay? But I've also been taking my free time, aka the middle of the night after waking up with the baby to put her back to sleep. You know, I'm staring at the ceiling trying to get back to sleep and my mind's kind of running in the dark. And I've been trying to come up with a plan to give my novel more depth. You know, I don't want it to be one dimensional characters. And like I've said in my previous episodes, this isn't a fairy tale. I want it to be a relatable book that people feel they've been through kind of similar situations or they know people. I don't know. Does that make sense? I think so. Mm, yeah. It's not a kitty book, you know. We're not all pooping rainbows and everybody's high-fiving and hugging all the time. I don't know. That's just not what I want this book to be. So I know I had a lot of work to do. At the end of the last episode, I said I was going to look into reading other romance books to get some inspiration, but, you know, I didn't have or make the time for that. Other things took precedence, so I had to do this cold turkey. Yay. <laughs> um, I don't want to, like, rip off other books either, or, like, the author's writing, or their themes, or tropes, or whatever, so I think... I, it also not, you know, reaching to other books for inspiration is allowing me to write my story and not paraphrase anyone else's or have any undue influence, I guess. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I opened my laptop today. Hooray me! Yay! And I actually felt how I feel when I'm gonna take a PT test for the military, like, Am I gonna pass? Ah, how am I gonna do? I felt like extremely unsure. This is a pass or fail moment. That's how I was like interpreting my feelings. And I took, you know, a deep breath, gave myself a little pep talk and decided to get myself into my book. Like no more, quit procrastinating. And it isn't unfortunately going to write itself. Like what's up with that? <laughs> Um, I actually have to do this and prioritize it. Um, like I mentioned in the first episode, you know, my deadline is 31 December 2023 to publish this book and I need to get cracking. Like, no more, Donna. No more. But yeah, so why am I so nervous? Why? I don't know. <laughs> this book, 
it's my book, you know, my words, no one's really seen it. And why am I afraid to look at it? I don't, I don't know, help. <laughs> but after reflecting on that a little bit, talking to myself like a crazy person, I think I'm actually more afraid of going in and, you know, I recognized after rereading it that I needed to overhaul some parts of it and add more to certain scenes and character inner dialogue and I think that is what is intimidating. I don't want to go in and disrupt the harmony of the characters that could have like third order effects you know is that is what I add right now going to change the course of this entire novel and the lives yes I know they're fake but the lives of these characters ah so worrying for me but <clears throat> but they've been sitting in limbo you know for about a decade waiting on me you know so I'm sure they'll appreciate some closure and I don't know wow talking about fake people and their feelings I mean I guess I'm invested. <laughs> Anyways, I did it. I started, of course, at chapter one. Why not? And I approached it instead of just rereading or skimming through to refamiliarize myself. You know, I got more into the sentence structure and understanding what I was saying making sure it was comprehensive um, but also I recognize right off the bat that inner dialogue is so important with the characters so that the readers have an idea of who that person is you know we present ourselves as one thing or a certain type of person but that inner conversation really tells others who we are does that make sense? You know, you're in that character's head and I wanted more of that immediately. I want my readers and well, future readers, come on, uh, to feel they know my character, Amelia, and where she's at on things in her head. I want it to be kind of transparent. You know, you're becoming Amelia a little bit. Um, I don't like when I'm reading a book and I find out after like some big event that the character felt or or what the character felt or their perspective you know I want them to feel they're experiencing it with her and I also think I'm giving Amelia some more dimension she's not just a girl and she's sad or disappointed or nervous like we're having more of a bonding relationship with her in understanding the steps she's taking to resolve how she feels and, you know, also while doing this, I, of course, found some typos. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things to find because I don't want someone else to find them. Let's be honest. I found sentences, you know, that were clearly written a different way. And I must have gone back at some time and changed some words around but forgot to change other words or remove them. So the sentence is like super confusing. But I did this because I needed to. And the way I did it was, you know, reading out loud to myself I'm a huge supporter and believer I encourage my kids like yes I have some older kids um 
who can read. Um, I support them and encourage them to read out loud to themselves to make sure what they're writing sounds correct. You know, um, punctuation or how we put a sentence together matters, especially if you're trying to write a book like me. But um, I read out loud to myself a lot of the parts like, what does that even mean? Am I putting the right emphasis here? Or how would someone read that? Is that like really confusing? So that was, I think, helpful. <laughs> um, and then I made it all the way to chapter four in my work, but I mean, I made it to chapter four, not through chapter four, but I did finish chapters one through three. Okay, but it sounds better to say I made it to chapter four. Anyways, <laughs> I also decided I needed to add some inner dialogue for some supporting characters. So for Noah, he's Amelia's father, and I sincerely believe a girl's father has a huge impact on who she ends up with as an adult. You know, there's this always exceptions duh so don't quote that as like a fact but I've seen in my own life and others that the type of father you have definitely is reflective in the husband you choose I have shared that I was married previously we had you know a completely amicable split and now that I'm older I realize how similar my ex-husband was to my stepdad it's funny and like of course cringy but your male role models are important and carry a lot more weight in your future as a young lady than you would ever think you know even now my husband my current husband is so much like my dad like it's sickening <laughs> sometimes how well they get along and think alike in so many ways and it's frustrating for me when I want to get my way you know but it's real so knowing that I wanted Noah to be understood and not exactly the same as the main male characters you know not that in depth but I want there to be some sort of similarity where you could see the young men Will and Anthony potentially growing into someone like Noah I like they have similar characteristics it's like a foundation I'm trying to set now through Noah I like I said got to chapter three and it's really chapter three is really all about meeting Will Livingston and introducing him as a person we get to you know interact in his head now and you get to see the book through his perspective for the first time reading this chapter i'm not gonna lie or hold back on myself but it felt pretty generic i didn't get any type of deep connection with him as a reader he's like one dimensional and had a crappy mom and now he's super successful in his job wow that sums it up <laughs> not deep not someone who I am invested in or have like a feeling for who he really is and I was kind of disappointed but at the same time I know it's decent framework you know so I knew I had work <laughs> this is actually where I spent most of my time trying to develop a chink in his armor you know I 
had made him so amazing and he's like super handsome because duh why would he be not and he's so successful perfect specimen of a man no one is perfect though who wants to read about perfection not me it's boring unrelatable and blah so I gave him I gave well more of a backstory you know I had already put in a character who I thought would create some kind of conflict with Amelia and William but I added way more like I totally changed that character um the um oh my gosh not arch enemy goodness gracious antagonist okay let's use literary words here um I had already added her and developed some kind of story for her but I definitely completely changed it and I don't know doing all that it didn't really feel good to do this because in the back of my head I'm like I felt like I made William my perfect idea of a man you know and uh, I said goodbye to that guy and made him less likable <laughs> sad face moment of silence because I decided to add some spice though because that's what I did it needed some seasoning okay y'all I added some spice or like kind of spoiler alert some calculation on Will's part um I think that adds so much more value and potential to where I can take his character and truly give some conflict between himself and Amelia I added this, you know, future rising action to get to the climax. So I added a triggering event, if you will, um, to get the fire started in this book because there ain't no fire yet. <laughs> but I can actually envision where the climax is heading. And before, I wasn't seeing how to get there, you know, how to get any kind of excitement in these characters' lives. Um, I who I had developed them into were not going to get us any excitement or titillations in the future to say the least you know readers would definitely put this book down before finishing it and I'm 100% sure of that because it wouldn't be like any sort of escalation of the story just hunky-dory la 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 happy 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 and a happily ever after on top you know and now we're on a journey and there's some like hmm happening and questions like oh did he really do that what is she gonna do when she finds out is she gonna find out what is going on you know um and I actually looked up I know this is maybe too um telling in my you know newness of someone writing but um the way you structure a story and it's you know establish the scene and then uh like some kind of escalating action and then the rising action and then the um the climax and then the falling action and the resolution and it's shaped like a witch's hat okay so it's like a kind of almost a triangle and I was on a straight line it wasn't shaped like a triangle so now I'm sad that I had to do that but I'm definitely 
happier in that this is going to be a real story, not like a children's bedtime story to help them have good dreams at night. I don't know. No, not that. Moving forward, I'm like, of course, stressed because I know what I did today is just a small part of the work I need to put into this book. I have high hopes and a little bit of faith in myself in crushing this goal. I'm, like I said, a self-professed procrastinator and I'm trying to make sure I don't allow myself to do that here, you know? So if you're a writer or any kind of person who can read, I guess, you know, have any tips, please don't hesitate to reach out. My ears and my inboxes are completely wide open. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for joining me in my fourth episode of Donna's Lit Podcast. I appreciate you spending time with me today, and it means a lot, seriously. Please remember to follow, rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. You know, the reviews really matter. And um, go ahead and take a gander over at my Instagram at Donna's Lit Podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to have a great day. Bye.